Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Okay, good morning. We're going to go ahead and get started. Our video this morning is 26 minutes long, so it's a little bit longer than usual. And uh, what we thought we would do is just kind of introduce the class and introduce Adam and me for those of you that don't know us. And uh, then spend a little bit of time uh, reviewing where we have been and setting our sights on where we're going to go in this uh, particular section of grace-based parenting. Uh, My name is Peter Buckland, and I'm one of the ministers on staff along with Adam. I also have the privilege to serve as an elder. Um, I have three children, Audrey, Austin, and Alex. Um, Audrey is 28, Austin is 26, and married to uh, his wife, Leah. They are childless. And uh, then I have Alex, who has been married for just over a year and a half. He is married to Sierra Frank. Uh, If you're familiar with um, the Madison Pet Clinic, Sierra's father is one of the veterinarians there, Dr. Brian Frank. Um, So they've uh, married people from the church here and from Ozark Christian College. I was a professor at Ozark for 20 years, and uh, Mark asked me if I would join the staff here. And so a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. I was able to do that. So I teach part-time. My favorite class I got to keep, which is my family class, Principles of Family Living, where we get to talk about marriage for college students, marriage, dating, and raising children, uh, which is something that I just really, really enjoy doing. In my background, I was uh, an administrator at Cookson Hills Christian Ministries, was the executive officer there for four of the nine years that I was there. But my primary responsibility was to manage all of the child care program, the big house. So we had um, 12 houses where children would be admitted into our program as well as a foster care program on campus. And it was my responsibility to work with the parents and social workers to help move children forward so that we could get them home as much as possible. And if not, then they could stay at our facility and have the best possible family-like experience that they could possibly have. So um, with that background, uh, teaching in the area of marriage and family is something that I really really like to do in this class gives us the venue to accomplish that. Uh, We are studying the second unit of a series of three by Tim Kimmel on grace-based parenting. Uh, Dr. Kimmel does a really, really good job of giving kind of the big idea about what it is that we're supposed to do. And Adam and I are coming along helping with some very practical components of that. Uh, Our organization of the class is that we will spend time at the beginning of each class just kind of talking about how the week went, uh, what you're working on, uh, kind of updating each other on kind of how things are going for you as parents and just any of the things that you're trying uh, to put into practice. Uh, We will also be introducing the topic of the day. Uh, We'll watch a video. Uh, If you get online, you will see that there are fewer videos in this series. So there are three, at least three days that we will not be watching a video. So we will be uh, doing questions and answers. We'll be talking about practical um, components. We're going to take some of the topics and expand them out over a couple of Sundays, where the last time there were 10 videos and we just watched them all the way straight through. Um, And then after the video, uh, Adam and I will try to give you some practical um, ideas and applications off the video, and then we'll spend the rest of the time talking, uh, where we'll let you have an opportunity to just kind of process 
what is it you're hearing? What do you like? What do you want to put into practice? Because we would like for you to leave this class every single Sunday with something to do or build on so that you feel like um, you're actually able to say, hey, I'm working with my daughter. I'm going to use Audrey for, as an example. I'm working with Audrey, and I'm trying to help her to be more kind because she's the oldest and she is uh, the one who tends to take charge and her level of empathy is really high for everybody else but her brothers. And so if I'm trying to help her to grow in that area, then what are the one or two ideas that I have that can help her to accomplish that? Austin was my chameleon. He would do whatever anybody wanted, and he was a great passive-aggressive person. And so I was really nervous that he would fall into the wrong crowd. So how do I keep capturing his heart over and over again? How do I create a structure that he'll talk to me? Um, how do I get him up in the morning? How do I tuck him in bed at night so that he knows that I love him and care about him? And then Alex was our all-boy boy that um, was very aggressive and didn't really think a lot. He was pretty impulsive. Um, and he would just respond, and then he couldn't figure out why he would get in trouble. Um, so Alex spent most of his childhood in his room because nothing else worked. Uh, and we just kind of worked at negotiating, moving him forward. All three of my kids are really successful right now. Um, I really found that praying and talking to people, trying a variety of methods, was really, really important. So one of the secrets that I learned about being a parent is having a lot of tools in my toolbox so that when I ended up getting frustrated with my children, it usually meant that the tools that I were using had either run their course or were just not the best tools for that particular time. And I needed more tools, more ideas. And I found that I just rotated a lot of different methods, keeping a core of morals and ethics very clear in front of my children. And so we're going to be talking about that in this unit because this is a unit about character development. Um, how do we want our children to grow and develop so that they would be um, people who would love God, number one. Number two, that they would love each other. And number three, that they would grow into maturity, emotional maturity, um, spiritual understanding, social maturity, and that we could always be preparing them for what comes up ahead in character development, as well as solidify the gains that we actually have. So uh, we'll be working in those particular areas, and I'm super happy that you are here. Uh, this, is, this class is open to anybody who wants to join at any time, so if you've got some friends or somebody that you would like to jump in, you're welcome to do that. It will also be recorded, so that if you miss a Sunday, you can hear what we're studying. Uh, it will be online, and uh, we'll make sure that you know how to access that. Uh, Adam Scooty is um, the co-teacher, and uh, we tend to share this pretty much 50-50, uh, so I'm going to turn it over to him to have him introduce himself and get us started with this morning. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Adam, as Peter said, and I've been married almost 18 years uh, and we have th two children. Bella is a junior in high school, and she's driving all around and zipping all around and enjoying that portion of her life. And Grayson is in eighth grade, so he'll be heading into the big world of high school next year. So we moved here to Missouri from California about 13 years ago uh, when they were super young. And so they've grown up here, and it's been a fascinating and fantastic journey. As Peter mentioned, uh, we're going to review a little bit today, and, and as we watch this video, there's a lot of review uh, that we're going to go over, 
Um, Peter mentioned Right Now Media is a fantastic resource to look at any of this stuff. But before we watch the video, uh, one of the things that we're going to be learning as we talk about grace-based parenting is that grace in and of itself isn't grace. It's just enablement. And so we always want to calibrate grace with truth. And there's a, a simple little matrix that we draw and is in uh, your binders as we look at grace and truth. So if anybody has their Bible with them, if you want to turn to John 1, 14, 1, 14, 1, 15, 1, 14. And if someone would read that, that would be fantastic. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among men, among us. Uh, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, what are the last five words of that verse? Full of grace and truth. Excellent. Full of grace and truth. So Jesus came full of grace and truth. And I believe wholeheartedly that in every relationship we have, uh, we calibrate grace and truth. And sometimes we need more grace, and sometimes we need more truth. And for us to be good uh, friends, parents, spouses, Workers, co-workers, uh, it's important to learn how to calibrate grace and truth properly with the people in which, with which we're interacting. So I'm just going to go through this a little bit. But what happens if there's little to no grace and little to no truth in your life? In other words, let me do this real quick. When we talk about grace, what we're talking about is um, investment and invitation. If that helps. And when we talk about truth, we're talking about challenge and accountability. So if it helps to think in those synonyms, what happens in your life if there's little to no investment, little to no invitation, and little to no challenge, little to no accountability? This is a place in which there's apathy, right? No one's inviting me to anything. No one's challenging me with anything. I'm just kind of there, going through the motions, coasting through life, apathetic. What about if there's a lot of grace and little to no truth? So, hey, come to the party, come hang out. Always invited, but when you're there, it's just, you're there. And, and you feel a part, but there's no challenge. There's no goal. There's no, nothing to pursue. Well, this is a world of enablement. And as parents, sometimes it's easier, seemingly, Right? To just go, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just go ahead. Just do whatever. And, and that can be dangerous because if we establish an enablement with them, 
Enablement will soon turn to entitlement, where they expect to get everything, because we've given that freely before. And sometimes when we live over here in this extreme of grace, which isn't grace at all, it's just enablement, because grace without truth is enablement, right? Then, it's almost like Peter was talking about, sometimes we're passive-aggressive, right? So in our passivity, we get frustrated and frustrated and frustrated, and inevitably, we blow up. And, and we come over here to this other extreme of just truth. Well, you need to do this, and 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 get on this, and why haven't you done this, and I asked you to do this, and all of these things, and we come with so much truth, so much challenge and accountability, but no grace that it's crushing. And the Bible talks about this with a word in Ephesians called exasperation, especially to us as fathers, because we can tend to be passive explosive, right? Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Don't crush them. Um, but, but here's where we want to live. Uh, calibrating grace and truth properly. And this is uh, where Tim would call them great kids, right? And the Bible says that we're disciples. If I can draw, that would be fantastic. Disciples. So, but it's not just about, we use this word, this word a lot. What's this word I'm looking for? Balance, right? Um, I don't want a balance of grace and truth. Right? Just like I don't want a balance in my life because a balance empathize or signifies equality, right? I don't want a balance. I don't want to be here 25% of my day and at home 25% of my day. I don't want to be with my wife a portion of the time and my kids a portion of the time and God a portion of the time and her friends, right? There's, there's a proper calibration. And sometimes my wife and I will have more time together and sometimes less time together and my kids will have more time together. And, and so sometimes work is more demanding and I'll have more time there. And so, but I have to calibrate properly all the time. And the same thing with grace and truth. There's sometimes where my kid, my, my son might need more truth than grace, but he always needs grace. And, and sometimes he might need more grace than truth, but he always needs truth. And so how do we become sensitive and recognize what they need and how we can engage with them? And so throughout our, our unit, and as we talk about grace-based parenting, remember that grace without truth isn't grace. It's just enablement. Just like truth without grace isn't truth. It's just crushing. So we're going to um, head into this video and watch. There's this really cool cafe scene in the beginning and the end. Um, that's fascinating. So here we go. All right. So welcome back. We just watched that video and Tim reviewed a little bit about unit one. He talked about the three inner needs and the four freedoms. And so I just want to go over that real quick. The three inner needs that, that we all have and our children have are this. They, they want to secure love. And what we're talking about is relationship. There's no one on this earth that they love more, look up to more, or think about more than their parents, mom and dad. And so 
How do you continue to foster this relationship with them? And that really establishes and, and grows a secure love. It's going to give them confidence and, and tons of things. Um, and then a significant purpose. And what we're talking about is responsibility. Because you can't have relationship without responsibility, right? That's kind of like grace without truth. It's just enablement. Inherent in every relationship is responsibility. And so when they know that they're loved securely, then you can start looking for and finding out their significant purpose, their responsibility. And, and we talked about this in, in unit one. At first, that's going to look like, hey, feed the dog. Clean your room, right? Small responsibilities. But in time, that's going to grow to mom, dad, I want to be a, a veterinarian or, or an engineer or, or whatever it is. And so it begins when they're young and it continues all the way through. Whether you have infants crawling around or whether you have adults that are out of the house. And then finally, uh, the need that we all have is a strong hope. And what we're talking about is faith in Jesus. This isn't wishful thinking I hope I can be something someday. I hope I could be a veterinarian. I, I wish that I could do that. But this is a confident expectation. I'm confident in Christ, and I know that whatever He has for me, that He'll see it accomplished in me and through me as I continue to pursue Him. And so that faith is, is very important. And then four freedoms. Uh, the freedom to be different. And, and Tim used a lot of a lot of synonyms, weird, quirky, obscure. And it's funny to me because the person that is weird and quirky, quirky and obscure, they don't think so. They think they're normal, right? And so weird and quirky, uh, obscure, different is always a matter of perspective, right? And what we're talking about is it may be different, in other words, unfamiliar to me, but it is natural for them, and that's okay. What we're not talking about is making excuses for them to be rude or, or impolite, right? That's not different. That's just rude and impolite, and, and that's not okay. But if, like, my son is, man, the kid is all about video games, and it's just not my wheelhouse. But in order to have a secure love, what do I do? I go down there. I try to play, I get smoked every time, I'm horrible. But we're spending time together. And he, and, and, and it's like, guys, when you met your wife, what did you do? You found out what they like to do. And then you invited them to spend time doing what they like to do. Because you wanted to spend time with them. And over time, sure, you, you, you challenged them and, and there was, an invitation into some of the things you liked to do. But it started with that grace, meeting them where they were at, and this secure love. <laughs> and that's what I had to do with my son, right? Spend time with him where he liked to do it. And so then he's like, Dad, there's, there's this controller. Okay, so we looked at that, and we saved up. And, and, and so this became a significant purpose, right? Hey, if you want that controller, great. Like, I'll help you with it, but I'm not buying it all. And so... Okay, well, what can I do to earn money? And so we started talking about that, and he had a birthday and all those things, and so he saved up, and then he paid a portion, and we paid a portion, and he got this controller. And then it was, Dad, but there's, there's this chair, right? And it, it will help me be such a better gamer, right? And all these things. So it's like, okay, great, new purpose, 
what can we do to start earning? And so then we got, we, he, he, he bought most of that and we helped him. And, and so it comes, right? It's delivered. And it, of course it's not put together. So now we have more purpose, right? Hey, let's get it put together. Break out the instruction. And so we were able to do these things together. And so responsibility, relationship, and why? Because I entered into a world that was different, right? That was unique, that was obscure, that was weird, right? But in doing so, these things continue to be grown. So, so let them be different. Find out what that difference is. Don't go, oh, I don't know that. I don't, that's weird. Enter into their world. To be candid, when you do that, when you enter into their world and there's a more of a secure love and you're able to establish purposes and, and, and fulfill these responsibilities, then they respond by being candid. He's co- talking about stuff that, man, never would I have gotten out of him before. Why? You enter into their world, right? So he's candid. He's honest and he's vulnerable. Kids are amazing if you will listen to them. They'll tell you stuff that you're like, holy moly, my mind is blown. And then, and then freedom to make mistakes, right? As they're candid and vulnerable, oftentimes there will be confession, right? And we don't enable these actions but we don't crush them for being candid and honest and vulnerable. We give them the freedom to make mistakes and then we nurture them to a better way, right? But this all happens as we've established a secure love, started to work on responsibilities with them and we'll talk about that at some point. So these are really uh, the reviews of, of unit one. So now that you're all caught up, you don't have to watch those videos. No, I'm kidding. I would encourage you. Um, if you go to Right Now Media, it will look like this, except it has a blue cover instead of a yellow cover, and that's unit one. You can watch those. Uh, we talked about that a little bit before. And um, just catch up, and there's uh, audio recordings of our first sessions online as well, so you can follow those. And does everybody have a book? Excellent. If anybody doesn't, after class you can uh, come see me. And if I can borrow this real quick, there's also this book. Um, And so Darcy, Tim's wife, and the cafe with all the funky music mentioned the book and reading along. And, And I would encourage you to do that. It's not necessary uh, it goes a little more in depth. Um, if you'd like to do that, it's, it's fantastic. Like she said, the chapters are short. Peter and I are reading through those. And they're just supplemental and they, they, um, they're helpful. So one of the things that we like to do each week is to let you guys have some table time and talk about some of the things we learned and, and whatnot. And I know today was a lot of either review, and for some of us who this is the first Grace Space Parenting class we're taking, it, it may be new, but we want to give you guys a little bit of time to think through that. And so as we're talking about this, another thing that I want to mention is that 
as we're growing in a secure love and, and finding significant purpose and a strong hope and giving them these freedoms to be different, candid, vulnerable, and to make mistakes, we're entering into their world. There, there's two ways and two times, if you will, in which we're entering into the world. One is a scheduled time. So what's a scheduled time? Think about the times that are consistent in your life that you're connecting with your children. That scheduled time. Maybe it's dinner, right? Uh, Peter uh, and I were talking and he said, there's four important transitions every day. When they get up in the morning. Uh, are, and some of us aren't able to be there when they get up in the morning. And that's okay. But if we are there, are we disconnected from them? Or when they awake and, and they're starting to get ready for the day, are we engaged? So when they get up in the morning... When they leave to go to school, and this may be a place where you can start to plant the seeds of a strong hope. Hey, before you go out today, let's just pray real quick, right? And let's, let's thank God for the day and, and ask if he would give us the grace to just represent him well throughout the day, right? Yeah, I love you guys. See ya, right? Uh, when they come home, and again, some, sometimes we're working and may not be there when they get home. But when we get home, treat it as if it's a reunion, right? And so we greet one another. How was your day? All that catching up stuff. That's really important. And then when they go to bed, don't just be like, get to bed, you vomit, right? But go with them. Like, especially, how many of you have children that are under 10, 12? Okay, everybody, all right? Kids love consistency, right? The scheduled equals consistency, and consistency brings comfort. So my daughter, when she was little, you know, you tuck her in every night, right? And she had a routine, man. It was, we would lay her down, say a prayer, read a story, and then she had a night song, Right, And so we'd sing the song. I mean, this happened until she was like 10, 11, because she loved it, right? And then when she was super little, she would cry. And we would be like, no more crying. Like, you got to go to bed. And she would be like, I need two tissues. And so we'd get her two tissues, and she would dab her little eyes, and then she'd go to bed. And so that became this routine. And she grew out of the tissues, but we still joke about her needing two tissues for her issues. And, uh, and we just continue. So, so can, this scheduled time, this consistent time is really important. Consistency brings comfort. And when things are consistent and comfortable, it gives them a sense of order, which helps grow their confidence. But you also need the spontaneous. It's not just about having scheduled things all the time, uh, but being spontaneous. So in the first session, we talked about Grace and truth, a lot. And for all of us, when we think about grace and truth, we think about being a feeler, means you probably lean more grace, and being a thinker, which means you probably lean more truth. Okay? So how many of you would say you're more of a feeler? A couple, few. Okay, excellent. And then the rest of you, how many of you would say you, you are more of a thinker? Okay? Yeah, Peter's like... Me, two hands, I'm a thinker. That's why we're doing this together. 
Because I'm definitely a feeler, right? And so, but here's the thing. If you're a feeler, a thinker, uh, if you're a feeler and you lean more towards grace, understand this. You will never not give enough grace. You will never not give enough grace. You need to be intentional to calibrate truth. Okay? Consequently, if you're a thinker, you will never give not enough truth. You need to be very intentional to give grace. Because feelers, like me, can easily enable. But thinkers can easily crush. And neither of them are good. Neither of them are good. So with the scheduled, we also need the spontaneous. And for thinkers, the scheduled is fantastic. For feelers, the spontaneous is fantastic. And so if you're a couple, and one of you is a thinker and one of you is a feeler, you don't have to battle. You can coordinate. And when you do, there's such a great combination. Because the thinker can help the feeler with the scheduled. And the feeler can help the thinker with the spontaneous. Like, sometimes spontaneity means we got nothing to do for the next five hours. Let's go bowling. Let's go grab a meal or for coffee or to hang out in the park. Whatever. Shoot hoops. Kick the ball around. Um, Because the number one way that kids spell love is T-I-M-E. Time. Whenever my son is rambunctious and acts out of control and I just am like, dude, relax. What is going on? I realize it's not discipline that's going to help him. Man, when my son was little, we would try everything under the sun to discipline him. We would spank him and he would be like, that's all you got? You know, we would send him to his room and he'd be like, this is my castle. Right. We would take things away from him and he'd be like, I didn't want that anyway. And we did not know how to discipline this kid. And so my wife was like, why don't you just go grab some ice cream with him or something? And I'm like, no, he's been a rotten punk. Why would I do that? But she was right because all he wanted was time. And when we spent time together, model citizen. Kid was fantastic. Kids need time. And I know, like Matthew's got like 32 kids now. What do you have? Five? Six. Six? Whoo! Six. How do you spend time individually with six kids? You do. Um, You find that time. And it may mean, hey, let's go to Culver's and grab some custard. That 30, 45 minutes, hour, gold. And I would encourage you, once a month, Try to have that time. For Bethany and I, my wife, we have a date night at least once a month. And the kids know they don't get date night until Bethany and I have had it. So I prioritize my wife and then Bella and I. And then because Grayson is, is my son, Bella is my daughter. Grayson prefers Bella. This is teaching him how to be a gentleman, that ladies go first. And then Grayson and I have a date night, but we call it Grand Adventure instead of a date night, right? And we've done this since they were very little, and now they're 16 and 12. And, uh, and we still, 16 and 14, I can't believe I just said 12. And we still, we'll, they, go, they, go, they grow quick, um, and we still do that. So 
A um, couple more things, and then we want to give you a little bit of table time. There are binders. If you haven't grabbed one yet, please do so. There's some material in there. And there's a lot of stuff we threw out you today. Um, don't worry. We'll break it down. But as we've talked, there's probably one or two things that have really stood out to you. Um, what we would encourage you to do is try to practice that one or two things. And then each week we'll, we'll start talking about them. So today, uh, this is a few things that we'd like you to talk about. One, um, at your tables, and, and you can intermingle or however you want to do it. Talk about, introduce yourself. This is the first week. Who are you? What's your name? Uh, if you're married, what your spouse's name is. Your children's name. Ages. Um, maybe some of you have a blended family or, or single parents or whatever it is. Uh, talk about your situation, your family. And then discuss this. Um, wh- what, are, what are the things you're intentional about? Um, and what, are the, what is something you could be more intentional about? And, and then uh, are, you con- are you spontaneous? And if not, that's okay. What are, what are some spontaneous things that you can incorporate as a family? So what we're asking is introductions, and then what are the scheduled things? It may be things like dinner um, or um, date nights or whatnot. And then what are spontaneous things? Do you guys ever just spontaneously go to the movies or go bowling or whatever it is? So... If you would, go ahead and uh, break up into your groups or tables. And again, you can intermingle however you like and discuss those things. And I'll write them on the board as well. Okay, we're going to go ahead and close. It's like five minutes until the next worship time. Um, Here's what Adam and I would really encourage you to do, especially those of you that are new, is to pick one thing that you would really like to focus on for this week. You can do more than that, but I know at my table, we're all really super busy. And to just add one more thing will take a lot of focus. So what we would encourage you to do is think through your family and ask yourself, what might be some way that I can connect with my children, either through making sure that my structure is consistent and I'm doing something really well within that structure, or if I have a lot of structure, Um, and my children feel like they don't have spontaneous access, what is a good way for me this week to do something with them? Now, because I'm a little different than um, Scooty, I actually plan my spontaneous time. Um, I just do that. My mind just operates that way, but if I don't do that, then I just am a task-oriented person, and I view um, emotional conversations then as a task. So I'll like say Saturday afternoon is sort of my time that I get to manage and I want to make sure that I spend some time with one of my kids that's home or all of my children and I just don't plan. I usually ask them what do they want to do and then I'll say to them I have until three. Usually that would extend a little bit longer because it's hard to kind of shut that down but I actually had to to block out time because of my nature as well as the nature of my work. My work often came home with me, and so I was working also at home. So that was really helpful for me. And so whatever your life situation is, ask yourself, how am I doing on my structure that lets my children know I love them and I care about them? 
maybe looking at some of these inner needs and freedoms that we will continue to unpack. Or if I've got great structure, then how does my spontaneity allow my children to know that I'm available for them? So it has to do with time then, uh, that we love them by time. So we love them both ways. So this week is more about you just saying, I want to try something. We're going to talk about it next week, and we're going to just keep building on some things um, and bringing ideas for you. So let's close with a word of prayer and let you guys go. Lord, thank you for this time that we have. And we pray that as we get going, uh, we would develop friendships in this class with people that are new to us and that you would allow for us to really um, glean the very best that we have to offer as well as to know that we are in this together. We are brothers and sisters together, raising children that would know and love you. So we commit ourselves to you again and our children and ask for your great wisdom and your focus that as we are on this journey and we want to be focused and think about our own children, that you help us meet the challenges that we are facing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.